welcome to the World Cafe Podcast. This podcast has been designed with curated content that centers on the power of words. Can we really do anything without speaking? Can we really do anything without the agency of words? Yes, that is what this podcast is all about. And I am your host, Amakri Subway, your neighborhood word trader. I believe in the power of words, for it is the unit of creation. I trade in words to profit my world. everybody good morning good afternoon good everything you know how we say it on the word cafe live show ah we're here again yes a wonderful day i mean it's been here you know where i am part of the globe yes how are you what is it like yeah it's been raining here where i am in africa nigeria to be precise yes I guess it's sunny somewhere around where you are. Whatever it is, it's a beautiful day. Yeah, we are back to the World Cafe Live Show. And I am your host, Amakri Isabi. And you know how we do it on the show. Mm, today, I have a wonderful personality with me. Mm, I know you want to see the face. Is he a he? Is he a she? Well, I'll tell you, is a she. And I call her the diabetes hero. You will know why I call her that when I bring her on. What's her name? Tonya Oguro. Yes, that's her name. Where is she? Where is she? You're wondering. Okay. Let me bring her in. Da, 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 da. Bam. There she is. Hi. <laughs> good Hi. Good evening. Good evening. Good Welcome. evening from my side of the world. Welcome. Welcome. How are you doing today? I'm very well, thank you. Very, very well, thank you. They're all good. They're all good. Thank you very much. Yes, there is somewhere around the globe where you're wondering. She's in the UK. You can guess from the accent, but don't worry. Nanaya be you. Anyhow. Always a Nigerian. True and true. I never, I never deny my roots. Oh, of course. So what are they like today? I mean, where you are in the UK? What they like the weather? Uh, today the weather has been good. Um, it's not bad. It's uh, we haven't had rain today, so it's been intermittent between sun and a cool breeze. So not too bad. But obviously, when the winter hits, we don't like the winter. Wow. But at the moment, we're in summer, going to autumn. Oh, good. Oh, good. Well, back here in Nigeria, where I am, back home, it's raining in the south. Harcourt and the rain. We just have two weather there, which you know. Mm-hmm. Sunshine and rainfall. So <laughs> this is the season and it's been raining as in all day where I am. And that what we're used to it now. Yes, so let us go down into the business. Who is Tony Oburo? I guess my, 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 I mean I know my guests are wondering who is this person? Who is this person? Go ahead. Who is Tony Oburo? Well, I like to keep things simple. I call myself the simplicity lady. Um, okay. Tanya is um, a wife, a daughter of God, uh, a mom, um, first and foremost, obviously, wife, mom. 
Um, and professionally, I am a click pharmacist uh, with a special interest in diabetes and hypertension management. Um, I love to entertain people. I love to hang out. I love to have fun. So that's me mm-hmm. in a nutshell. Yeah, that, so you're, you, you are a diabetes entertainer, if I must use that word. Entertainer, if you say yes, but I'm a clinician, so I wouldn't use the word entertainer because I don't think in clinic we entertain people. Um, but obviously, ah, yeah. we entertain their needs, we listen to their needs. So you can, it depends on how you look at it. You're a pharmacist by training, yes, absolutely. How come? Yes, so what are you doing in this line of business? Um, as you know, obviously, I'm within the United Kingdom and the developed world, as they call it, or the first country, whichever one you want to put it, they obviously are more versatile to the needs of multidisciplinary team. Um, And you initially do your training and you can actually choose what angle you're going to. So you can go into communities or being on the, what they call the streets and being your local chemist, or some people say herbalist. Um, you can also be a hospital pharmacist um, where you're within the hospital working as part of a multidisciplinary team. You can work in industry. And more recently, over the last seven years, and even more for some, but now more prevalent, you can go into general practice, which is family doctors. Um, and when you're in there, you either be a generalist or if you have a special interest in either respiratory, cardiac, um, endocrinology, which has got to do with uh, diabetes, you can actually go down that pathway. So the, the door is open. It's different from my home country where I come from, where the, the laws haven't laxed yet to allow pharmacists to to um, to prescribe. Here we have training platforms where you can then obviously go on to become an advanced practitioner. Um, you're not a doctor, but you're an advanced practitioner, um, either within a certain area or general so now, why diabetes? I know people will be wondering, why are you calling her a diabetes hero? So I, I think let's hear from her. Why diabetes? You chose this name hero. But um, diabetes is... Uh, many, many years ago, if you told me that I would be a diabetes specialist or someone with a special interest in diabetes, I probably would not uh, believe you. It's not something that caught my attention. However, going into general practice, I started to see the need, you know, in diabetes. Um, It's something where initially you can actually have, um, I always say with respiratory, with asthma, for example, somebody dies straight away. Whereas diabetes is a slow progressing disease, someone can have it and they don't know that they have it. But however, my story, my interest grew deeper and deeper after um, tragic, you know, struck my my family, um, and um, my mum passed away due to mismanagement um, of her suboptimal diabetic control and hypertension control. So obviously that drew the desire. I already had that desire. I already knew about it. I was already treating patients, but uh, or people living with diabetes. But after my mum's demise, um, I decided that this is something I wanted to do. Yeah. So more or less, you caught a vision, like an aha moment for you, like, no, I won't allow this thing people around me anymore because we can actually manage it. 
Yeah, so you can say I caught the I, I wouldn't I, well I caught the aha moment, but probably months after she was gone. I think the first couple of months after we had her, uh, or we lost her rather, um, I was filled with a lot of grief, a lot of anger, anger at the system, anger at the fact that um, my home country was not very open to um, the advanced practice and listening to practitioners. Whether that would have saved the life, I don't know. But again, like you rightly said, I um, I felt like, you know what, can I save the entire world? That's, you know, like obviously with the, the diagnosis of diabetes going, the answer is no. But obviously I can do something for one person. You know, I can do something for one, one person who can actually, you know, remain alive or remain without less complications and be there for their family and be there to influence their children's life, their grandchildren's lives, or even their life to fulfill their own purpose. And and that was what got me going. And I thought, I want to learn about this. I didn't want to be a clinician that was careless enough. I wouldn't use the word careless, but that I didn't know enough because in diabetes, you can either know when you get to your limit and know when you have to um, pass this person on to somebody else. Um, a way to refer on, that's what we say. So I, I wanted to be able to offer one person that solution, and that's what got me going. Okay. So now, I, I, I want to believe this area of specialization has a lot of, uh, I use the word technicalities now, so, walking into this domain, how has it been for you so far? It's a continuous learning pathway. Um, it's like you said, like you rightly said, it's not you don't wake up, become a pharmacist, and then say, I choose to. Even if you decide that you want to focus on what we call endocrinology, like I said, and then within endocrinology, you decide that diabetes is something that you want to focus because it's, it encompasses the what we call the endocrine system. Um, you have to follow different pathways, you know, you have to do certain courses here in England. Um, you don't necessarily, because I already have that background degree and you learn that in university, you learn the different disease areas, you then enhance that disease area. So, for example, here in England, I am what you call an independent prescriber. So I can actually not just recommend medications to people, I can actually see them in clinic, do my own prescriptions and tell them, give them that prescription to go on. So I'm, I'm autonomous in my own decisions. However, there is a learning path. So I remember attending courses after courses, learning from the gurus, the consultants, the nephrologists, which are kidney specialists, the cardiologists, how do you link in all the different aspects, you know, and obviously doing specific courses so that you can manage them from pre-diabetes, which is not really actually being diabetic to the people who are newly diagnosed, to those who are actually complex. Um, so yeah, so it's a different, and even today, sometimes I come across patients or people living with diabetes that I have no idea how to manage them. I don't know what to do. There are obviously people who are more senior to me that I pick brains with. I would say to them, and there is no harm in saying to the patient, I don't know, because diabetes, if someone is critical, then they need to be in the hospital. It's not actually coming to your general practitioner or in primary care to say, I'm dying. No. 
these are the management, the core management. If someone is in crisis, they need to be managed in the hospital. So if someone's leaving, if someone's sitting in front of me and there's a little bit of complexity or a lot of complexity, I'm not afraid to say I need to, to discuss this in a team and we need to come up with a, a treatment plan for you and I will get back to you. You know, so we're still working together. We work as part of a team, a multidisciplinary team, the seniors, the consultants. And I'm always, I think, I think they know my name now because I'm always either sending an email saying, can I pick your brain? I need to talk to you about this patient. And we sit down and I tell them what I think about it. And then they tell me, well, yes, you're right. There's never really a right or wrong answer. We kind of discuss where my thought is going and where they think I should go. And we come to an agreed decision. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Do you ever wish you could sit in on a conversation with some of your favorite authors and listen to them talk about their writing process, their path to publication, and of course, their newest novels? Hi, I'm Marissa Meyer, best-selling author of The Lunar Chronicles, and I would love for you to check out the Happy Writer podcast, where every week I talk with other writers about books, craft, inspiration, and how to bring a little more joy into our lives. The Happy Writer is available wherever you get your podcasts or find us on Instagram at Happy Writer Podcast. Now, listening to you, clearly what you're doing is not like a one-man show. It's like a, 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 a concert. You have a lot of people, so you need to depend on each other. You know. Now, what has it been like? I know you said one or two things, but when you call them, maybe one senior doctor or one senior practitioner what has it been like for you the support you get from them that is when i started obviously um people were not very conversant with pharmacists being doing this you know so it was just a bit like oh i thought you were meant to be dispensing the medication that i prescribed but obviously, as more and more, uh, as England um, um, is losing more and more doctors, they're more open to other practitioners going in. So you have nurses um, and you have pharmacists now that are actually managing patients. It's always been nurses managing alongside doctors. And now you have some pharmacists um, that manage alongside. So initially, there was that brick wall where people are like, you're, you're trying to talk to them about someone and they're saying, uh, why are you the one dealing with this? Um, but as time has gone on, especially where I live and where I work, it's quite a very small community, or I, I tend to think it's small. Everybody knows everybody. There's, you know, same consultants, same nephrologist, same cardiologist, and so on and so forth. So when you write an email, and I think the more experience you have, and when you pick brains and you write your letter, they can you can tell someone's experience by by how they were things you know and things that you learn so now people are a lot more open i can easily just ring the diabetes center at my local hospital and say stop me on the phone and they say we get the nurses you know to call you back if they're in clinic and then they call in fact they have my mobile number that's how but even when i'm off they call me and they go i need to talk to you about this patient so when i started there was a brick wall you know and now you know people are more open obviously if i move areas I would have to probably start all over again because that area might not know the pharmacists that are this advanced. Um, but it's just always knowing that if you meet the brick wall, you just chop it one at a time until you get through to people. Oh. Now, you keep talking about back home. 
back home. Just call it Nigeria. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> it's Nigeria. Guys, she's a Nigerian, like I said, you know, when we started the show, you know, not just a Nigerian. She was born here, she grew up in Port Harcourt to be precise, and she knows the streets so well. So don't mind. I'm not sure I still know the streets that well if they've not changed. Um, well, a couple of changes here and there anyway. Now, do you what you're doing now, do you perchance have a plan to like scale it up, bring it towards home, Africa and Nigeria? like a con- cross-continental collaboration, you know, in what you do? Um, absolutely. I always say to my, my darling seven-year-old that wherever you go, she will always be African. It, it doesn't. And she argues with me, no, I'm British. And I'm like, yes, you might be born in Britain. I wasn't. Um, and, and I've been here now going on 21 years. So obviously, quite a long time. But... Africa to me holds a special place. You know, I was born in Africa, in Nigeria, um, born and bred to a certain extent. And obviously I came here um, in middle, you know, middle, middle age, not middle age, what am I talking about? I came here quite early. Um, and then I went back to do my college and university and all of that. So it was early enough. Um, but Africa has always held a special place in my heart. Um, and yes, you know, I would love to do stuff in Africa. I would love to, you know, be open. But obviously you have that restriction. You have that, the fact that um, they're not open. They're not understanding of the fact that you're a pharmacist and you can do much, you know, and trying to talk to a doctor or trying to approach it from a multidisciplinary aspect um, it's very challenging, you know, experiences that I've had, you know, during my mother's time before we lost her, trying to say to someone, you know, like, can you talk me through the process? And there is that barrier, you know, and, and my heart desire is that, you know, clinicians um, in Africa, you know, in Nigeria to start with, because that's my home country, and spreading to Africa will be a lot more open because diabetes is not going away. It's actually getting worse. And we don't have that many clinicians to tackle it. You know, so we're not saying, you know, like, you, you know, like we're trying to push the doctors aside. No, we need everybody. We need the nurses. We need the healthcare assistants. We need the podiatrists. We need everybody to be able to help people that live with diabetes to actually get better. So the answer to your question is yes, my heart, you know, is back home. My heart is to the whole world, you know, but obviously I have a heart for, for Africa because that's where I come from. It's it's very sad when I talk to someone and they say, I just lost my dad to diabetes. And when you really, really dig deep, it's because from the root cause, no one gave the instructions and no one told them exactly or looked at their medications or looked at the treatment plan. You just say to them, you've got diabetes. And for, for some people, years and years and years go by and nobody's looked them up. They just say, oh, I had diabetes. I was told 20 years ago. Nobody's checked them, checked their kidneys, checked their heart. They don't know. You know, they keep saying, no, it's about sugar. But it's not. Don't get me started about back home. You know, but um, I can go on and on. And I'm trying to hold myself. It's oh, not prejudice and I'm not being judgmental about anyone back home. And I think they're amazing doctors. Um, and clinicians that are doing an amazing job, but we just don't have enough. 
And I think having an open mind and actually getting people to know more so that they can treat more, maybe changing the tweaking some of the laws to allow some healthcare professionals to be more involved, just like the advancing world or the advanced world would actually help a lot more. And do you think, do you think lobbying our politicians in that direction, because you just talked about laws, you know, lobbying them to see that, see, we can actually collaborate and do better. Do you think that's an option? Um, yes. Um, I'm, I'm, when it comes to politics, I'm very, um, I, I try to, to not uh, rock the boat, as you kind of say. Um, but it will be good if you have, you know, like here, there are certain things you cannot get away with. You know, you can't get away with as a clinician, you can't get away with as a politician. It doesn't matter whether you are the prime minister, you can't get away with certain things because there are laws that govern the land. Yeah. Yes, there are laws in Africa, but whether the laws are, the laws are uh, people are abiding by the laws rather, it's another story. In an ideal world, it would be good to stand in parliament and explain the reason why and why people, because they themselves in parliament most likely have the disease. You know, they just don't know or they think that they're being managed. But on the inside of them is actually being, being it's chopping away on the inside of them. Because diabetes is not just sugar. It affects quite a lot on the inside and you just don't know. The next thing you hear, somebody needs dialysis. Oh, donate money for kidney transplant. Rather than donating that money for kidney transplant, why don't we change the law to be able to enable people to understand how to manage when a kidney function is declining, when the blood pressure is not managed, when the sugars are not managed. And that's why I said to you, don't let me get started because there's well, a lot to talk about. You just, have, you just have to get started because I don't know if you listen to Pastor Paul at the Pharisee. You know, he was nominated as the most influential black person, Forbes influential black person of 2021. And uh, I keep telling people, so proud he's in Nigeria. Maybe after that you can go listen to his uh, keynote address. He he did talk about this. You can run away from it because the truth is, for us to get things done, we must look at it from that. I mean, double barrel approach. Management as a professional and the politicians. We just have to marry ourselves somehow. You know that that marriage needs to happen. You know, for us to like get things done, so I'll get you started somehow because you're already, you're already in it. You know, I'm fired up. I'm fired up. When you when you when you talk about things like that, I get fired up. Yeah. Oh, but don't worry. We we say it. You know, like in, in our local palace, uh, palace here in, in Nigeria. You know, small small we'll get there. Not you know. Nothing spoiled. We'll get there. Small, small. Now we'll be talking about diabetes, 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 and all that. How do you unwind? You know, people. I mean, my audience will be like this lady. She looks all, all tight and all that. How do you unwind? I just had a spa day today. <laughs> you know, so obviously the spa day is not every day. That was a belated birthday present from some dear friends. Okay. Um, Initially, I would say I don't unwind, but I, I do try and unwind because I have a family and my family is very vital to me. Um, and I'm making time, making a conscious effort now to, to make time. So, for example, this uh, I've had a couple of days off this week where I spent time with my little girl, taking her to, you know, like adventure parks. Um, for me, that's my husband keeps saying, I think you're more excited about the adventure parks than your child. 
Mm-hmm. And sometimes we tend to do stuff on the weekend. So Sunday is our family day. I do pancakes on Sunday. My daughter knows it. And I cannot make an excuse no matter how tired I am. We try to play games. I teach her the Nigerian games as best as I can. And the, the card games, the what. Um, um, we do all sorts of games as much as possible. Go for walks. Which are the games so, apart from the what? Um, I don't know what they call those seed things that you the play. IO, the, is it the IO game? That's it. That's it. I just call it the seed thing that goes round. Um, they, I teach her the IO game. Um, and I try to teach her how in Nigeria they call it 1010, but now that didn't work. So I just thought, you know what, when you clap and you kick your leg, she, exactly. she was just muddling all over. But I try and make it as much as possible, as much fun. Life is busy in the United Kingdom. We don't have mates, you know, uh, we don't have help. You know, you're the driver, you're the cook, you know, and all of that. But my husband has, you know, I have to give him a heart for it. You know, like through the pandemic, he's been working from home um, sometimes. So obviously we try and partner together. So he's learned to become a better chef. Um, because obviously really? if I'm there and I'm on call or sometimes you don't know what patient's going to come to you at the last minute and it gets complex. You might need to ring an ambulance. You might need to send them into hospital. You plan to finish at a particular time and you don't, you know. So he's obviously been the, he says babysitter and I'm like, no, she's your child. You're the father. <laughs> but no, I, I find ways to wind and I love to hang out with friends. You know, I love to hang out with friends. Uh, sometimes to do a barbecue. Sometimes I just go to a friend's house and I just say, if I talk about diabetes, just shut me down. You know, um, and we just have a good time. So, yeah, I do have a life outside diabetes. Wonderful. Uh, Somebody is rooting for you all the way from Africa. Emmanuel Livingston of Basi. I guess you know him. Yes. Nice to see you, Emmanuel. Yes, Emmanuel. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Okay, now, you, 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 from your expression, you seem to have figured out a lot of things, like you discovered who you really are, your life's purpose and mission and all that. And it's like every day you're taking it one step at a time, increasing or getting better. How did you come about that? That's a, that's a really nice question. I, I was very lost for a very long time. I was actually talking to a friend um, driving back from the adventure park in She Drove. We took the kids out. Um, and she said, you know what, Tanya, over the last couple of years, since you started doing this diabetes thing, I think you found yourself because you were lost. Um, I, I asked questions. I remember sending text messages to so many of my friends saying, who do you think I am? Who do you think God made me to be? Who do you think? Because I was searching for an answer. You know, because I, when I look at my friends who are preachers or stand on pulpits or who do like um, some wonderful sermons and things like that, I think, wow. You know, like they do some serious Bible study, dissecting the Bible, and I'm thinking, wow. You know, like where do I fit in? Um, and I, I, I really, really was very lost for a long time. Um, and in my wildest imagination I would never have thought that clinically this is the direction because you know I just thought you know this is a job I'm just going to do a job I'm going to get home I'm going to get paid a good salary I'm going to just relax you know make sure I'm a good mom a good wife and that's it 
but I would say obviously I discovered my purpose and and the only way that I can say it is I just didn't wake up and discover it I was I was hungry to know what I was here for you know um, and I didn't know what I was here for so I attended a, a, a program that we, we both attended uh, called Speak for Gold by um, 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 Mr. Fellow Duratohi and in that program it was almost like the scales fell off my eyes you know um, and what I thought was nothing for me to offer became something that I thought hang on a minute I don't have to compare myself because I was looking at all these people around me thinking they're doing great jobs and, and I had nothing to offer but then I started discovering who I was I thought I would walk into a room and people say the room lights up you know like I would yeah. smile I would dance I'm very jovial I'm very playful you know, and even at work, you know, the, the receptionist at work always say that it's, it's such a breath, breath of fresh air to see you. Because no matter how difficult the day is, you know, I always thought, you know what, there's somebody else is always worse off than me. But attending Speak for Gold for me was great. Because, like I said, that the scales fell off and I started to see or understand that, you know what, this is the line that God wants you to go, at least for now. You know, like I said earlier, the question is, can I save the world of diabetes? I don't think so. You know, maybe, but at the moment, I don't think so. But can I save somebody, or not save because I'm not, I'm not a savior, but can I help someone live a better life, understand themselves better or the disease better so that they can manage it better? The answer is absolutely. Absolutely, because I have enough knowledge to impact knowledge and I manage almost a thousand, you know, um, patients on the, that have diabetes in my current practice. And I see the changes in their blood sugar level. I see the changes in them. I see the understanding. And they keep saying, nobody explained this to me the way you explained it. And I thought, aha, if I can make that difference. One grandmother said to me, thank you for helping me just be better and not have a heart attack or stroke. And I said, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm not saying you're not going to have a heart attack. Hopefully you're not. Um, but you know, she was saying thank you from the point of she felt that she she could look up and she could she could think about because she had lost her husband and she felt that she could be a better and more well because she was tired, she was peeing a lot, she was thirsty, you know, she was in a very critical place and she just didn't know that there was a solution. But she was on medication and a little bit of medication and adjustment of medication. Three months later, four months later, she felt like she had a bit of lease of life. That to me is something that makes me get up in the morning. And sometimes I will call my husband and say, I made a difference to someone today. Wow. You know, that's what's important to me. I can imagine that feeling. You see, I, I, I mean, it wasn't a mistake for me to just use that for the diabetes heal because it's just like, you know, when you watch all those uh, animations and what have you, you just see the you see Superman coming from somewhere. Superman, oh, come to save the day. You know, that is like, don't mind me. But the truth is, finding purpose, you're useful with yourself. It's like you wake up, you look forward to every day. You know, it's not just one diary or whatever. You look forward to every day. And the truth is, that is fulfilling. Now, where do you see yourself, say, in the next five years, ten years, short-term, long-term, on this dream that you have discovered? 
That's a very interesting question. Some things I can't disclose right now, but there's, you know, obviously there are things in the pipeline. Um, <laughs> um, there are a lot of things in the pipeline that because this is a national, or I don't know where this is going to go for now, I have to obviously let, stick my mouth. Let, and that's let, 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 let me stop you there for a bit. Can you stop using the word pipeline? Because back home, when you say it's in the pipeline, you're looking for a big trouble because they'll go break the pipeline. Yeah. Well, under the belts or wherever you want to put it. And and I hope that, you know, whatever it is will make a difference. You know, like I said, one life at a time. My tagline is your health is my passion. You know, um, and and as best take that again. My my tagline is your health is my passion. Wow. That's it. Go on. (laughs) You know, um, and and I hope in a couple of years' time, you know, to have some great collaborations to make a difference. You know, um, I have no problem with any other race. 90% of my, in fact, 95% of the people I currently um, treat right now are all English. Um, but, but like I always said, my heart is for Africa. You know, and I hope, you know, in a couple of years time to, you know, to be able to help someone within the continent of Africa, um, starting with Nigeria and obviously going down going down to other African, Southern Africa, Eastern Africa, Northern Africa, and so on and so forth. Um, and, and just having great collaborations with so many people to be able to add just that one more step, you know, towards advancing the knowledge that people have about diabetes. Um, yeah, that's all I, I can you know, do for now. Yeah, the truth is what you have just said now, the way make that you use that word because each time I talk like that they kind of mm, go into spiritual or something the way the universe works you know when you put up a desire out there it's like a magnet before you know it you begin to attract same things to you you know people across the globe like you have said within Africa Kenya Cameroon Mozambique South Africa and what have you you begin to like gravitate towards one another and before you know it, 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 it you you will not collide as in there won't be a collusion per se but you will meet each other with like wow we can actually do great stops i never knew you existed oh i never knew you existed and all that so the truth is what you have said now on a short term i see something more than this your health is my passion Awesome. Mm, guys, we've been discussing with uh, Tony O'Boro. I call her the diabetes hero, you know, and uh, the lovely, lovely discussion we've been having on the show. She's a mother, she's a wife. I know we're taking so much from her this evening, and we're so, so glad. But before we let you go, what is that one thing you want to say to your audience this evening? Well, um, if someone is listening, there are two things I'm going to say. Someone is listening and is living with diabetes. It's not the end of the world. You know, there is solution. 
Um, and it's not about naming and shaming and saying you've got diabetes, don't need this, don't need that. There, are, there, there is technology and there is help, you know, for you. So yes, there is what we call diabetes distress, where you are burdened by the disease and understanding and obviously knowing how to manage it. But with the right clinician, um, obviously there is help, you know, and, and, and being a believer, I, or being a Christian, um, and a believer, I believe obviously in healing. Um, but while the healing is in the process, there is help. That's for people who are, who are living with diabetes. For people who don't have diabetes and are thinking, what am I here for? Why am I here? I always say to my nieces and my nephews that I grow my husband's you know, family and nieces and nephews, they're mine anyway. Um, I always say it's not about the numbers. It's not about how many social media you followers you have. It's not about driving a Range Rover, which is a good car, you know, mm-hmm. um, or driving a Jaguar or a Mercedes Benz. They are all good aspirations to have, and you have to have them because that's what God wants us to have. But the truth of the matter is, it's about discovering why you are here. I call it the ripple effect, you know, affecting one life, you never know how much of a difference that can make to somebody else. Because you might think that it's just one life, but that one life can end up being a teacher who would teach the next president of America. It could be that one life that is the next president of Nigeria and the next president of Nigeria. It could be that one life that you know they, they say the 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 um the new uh, king of worry uh shakiri kingdom he's very well you spoken oh lou that's it thank you yeah. you know he's, he's very well spoken my husband would kill me because he's a shakiri <laughs> yeah. um he he's very well spoken he seems to have a great future but somebody invested in him and hopefully he will make a difference you know to his kingdom it's about the life in front of you, knowing, because you could be like me that is thinking, why am I here? What am I here for? All my friends are doing such great works. They're doing this, they're doing that. You could be just that one person that supports those friends, you know, to when they're down, you could be that arm, you could be that resting shoulder, you could be that person that just stands in the gap and prays for people. Never ever underestimate who you're called for. Even if you're a cleaner, you know, without a cleaner, I would say that without the cleaners and the NHS who clean the hospitals, change the beds, it would be a messed up place. There'll be a lot of disease, more disease than we actually have. So no matter what you're doing, you might not feel that that's your purpose, but no matter what you're doing, just give it your all, you know. And, and, And when God blesses you in your little, you never know what it ripples out to become. That was a mic-dropping statement. Preach. Preacher, if we're in church, that's what we're going to say. Amen to that. Guys, we've been discussing with Tonye Oburo. I call her the diabetes hero. Honestly, she has opened our eyes to certain areas we thought we knew about diabetes. You know, And you will agree with me. She's knowledgeable in this, I mean, this domain. 
world, but you know, time is not our friend whenever we come on the show like this, when we're having fun and all that. Look at it, wow, we spent already 30 minutes. Yes, we have, but we need to let her go that I know she will come back again, you know, on the show and give us the next level. You know, she's gotten to in this uh, business and in this pursuit and career that she's discovered. Mm, you know how we do it on the show. This is the word cafe, and I'm your host, Amagri Soli. I believe in the power of words. Why? Because it is the unit of creation. Mm, till we come your way again. some time it has been with you on the word cafe podcast today thank you for being there you can catch me up on my social media handles twitter facebook linkedin instagram all at amakri isoboye also you can get copies of my books a cocktail of words the color of words and my hr notebook on amazon and on roving heights online bookstores you can also subscribe to my youtube page at the same address. Yes, till we see you again. Bye for now.